Hey, ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome back to Flea Booker. I'm your host, Sean Murray, and I guess it has been a few hours, well, maybe about a couple hours since we've actually done the last of the um, last episode. But of course, as we said, as the news keeps coming in, and there's plenty of news to talk about in the world of football, so I will continue to. So I wanted to do another, get another episode in. Um, I will try later on this evening to actually put a third episode out, but we'll see as time goes on. Um, I guess first off, uh, any apology, I'll apologize right off the bat. Um, actually, I'm in the living room. I got uh, eight birds tweeting kind of in my ear. They're the wife's birds. And of course, I have three three dogs. So they might start barking for any particular reason. You'll kind of, you'll know, you'll know the answer, answer to that as well. Um, for those of you from, uh, been the very first time, I guess, joined for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, I don't know, your dog, your cat, fellow co-workers, whoever you need to invite, please invite them on in as, the, um, as we're trying to grow the podcast and keep it growing and growing and growing some more. Uh, for those who have been with me from uh, day one, I want to thank you for being with me. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dogs, your cat, any other animal or pet you got in the house. I mean, I don't care if you got to invite your goldfish, your birds, snake yes my son has a snake so it is not the real possibility you can buy a gecko my daughter has a gecko so don't consider that as a strange possibility as well but your neighbors your fellow co-workers whoever you need to invite please invite them to come on in as uh as you know as, as, as the football season is coming to an end here soon we've got of course the nfc championship game with the philadelphia eagles San Francisco 49ers Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk about the Chiefs and Bengals and here maybe uh, here in a little bit, um, and hopefully maybe at some point we'll I will give you possible predictions. If I don't do it in this episode, we'll try to do it the next episode. I am working on a another episode on top of that, but more than likely, if I don't do one, this will be the this will be one. I'll take a small break and maybe we'll jump back and do another one in a little bit, but. Right, and that's kind of where we that's where we stand right this second. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I'm going to say. Um, again, if you have any questions for me to add to add, I have to answer them. I am on um, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, if you don't you know, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, Amazon Music. Those are some of the, uh, if you don't listen to me here on Anchor, that is where, that is where I'm, where I'm at. Um, like I said, if you got any questions, please, you know, please do not hesitate to ask. I'm on Facebook, Spotify, the two spots that you can actually get in touch with me, I guess you could say, as far as asking questions is concerned. Um, whatever the question may, may be, uh, like I said before, could be about head coaching hiring, offensive coordinator hiring, uh, a player that might be on the move, whatever the question might be, do not hesitate to ask me. I mean, I will set aside sometime on my episode to answer each and every question that there is. Um, I guess that kind of covers everything. I mean, we've kind of beat around the bush enough. Let's let's jump into some details. And um, first thing we'll talk about is, and we'll talk about those Dallas Cowboys. And we all know the Dallas Cowboys got bounced bounced out by the San Francisco 49ers. Thus, is why the 49ers are in the NFC Championship game. Now, I guess you've heard recent news here that uh, the Cowboys have let what six like six systems go up, I believe. They've let six go, systems go. Um, 
One piece of good news for the Dallas Cowboys fans is Dan Quinn is returning as a defensive coordinator, which is probably the best news that the Cowboys could get. There is a rumor going around that Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, his job may be in jeopardy. It's not 100% positive. It's just a rumor. Like I've always said it before, rumors are what they are, rumors. And um, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll see if he does come back. Um, but with all these assistants, you know, Leaving, of course, here goes the buzz as we go once again with all these assistants getting let go. Does is Mike? Yeah, could Mike McCartney's job be in jeopardy? Now, a lot of experts feel that his job is not really in jeopardy. He's won double-digit wins the last two seasons. Um, he really hasn't advanced a, a lot to the playoffs. I mean, some people feel if he could got to at least the NFC Championship game, it may be lost. It might not be. It might not seem so bad, but. Again, that's speculation, and what makes it worse is, I guess, Dan Quinn. And Dan Quinn played, I think, what is he, a coach for one game last season, and he did a pretty – he got a win, did a pretty good job, got a win, and Dan Quinn's big – is a big is a big fan, has a big fan of players in the clubhouse, and to me that could be on the locker room, whichever one you want to say. And to me it could be an interesting thing if Dan Quinn comes back. Could, yeah, could. Could Mike McCartney get fired? Dan Quinn takes over as the head coach because the players like him. Not saying it's not impossible. Dan, of course, has had success as a coach in this league. He was the Atlanta Falcons head football coach, and he did get to a Super Bowl. Now, granted, you can make the subject, you can always talk about they probably should have won it, that Super Bowl over New England, but that's not the here nor there. But the, the big thing, the big thing is, would be is this. The big thing would be as simply as this, is could Mike's job, you know, with all these head coaches, you know, let go, I mean, could it, could there be a change, I mean, could Mike be the next one to go? Now, I'm going to guess that Mike, I don't think Mike is going to go, but I think Mike and Jerry had to have some kind of conversation where, where Jerry told Mike, pretty much in a nutshell, that, hey, your job is safe, but you got to do something about your coaching staff. I can, I can only speculate, and only guess and it can only can only guess that. Um, like I said, Dan Quinn came back, and I'm sure Jerry didn't mind Dan coming back and welcoming back with open arms because of the outstanding job he's done on defense the last two years. So, and again, I mean, if again, if Mike was to be let go tomorrow, I'm sure Dan Quinn would excel to be head coaching position. Now, I know you fans want to speculate Sean Payton's coming to Dallas or something like that. Um, we won't get a chance to talk about probably Sean Payton this episode, but we'll certainly get a chance to talk about him probably next episode and, and the spin. The spin is going on with uh, Sean Payton and um, the rumors about Sean Payton. But I, like I said before, and I've said again, I don't see Sean even going to Dallas because, let's be honest with you, um, yeah, Sean and Jerry, I don't think they get along because Sean would want control. Jerry's not going to give Sean control over player, you know, player personnel. And I don't think it's, that's not going to happen. And I'm assuming that's probably Sean wants. He wants a lot of control. And I'm sure that Sean has done interviews with all the teams that he's going to want control. And I think that's the I think that's a big issue that has to be, you know. And again, so I think that's going to be a situation where it should be interesting to see moving forward. But I think for right now, but I really believe 
for right now, the situation is pretty much is pretty much this. Mike is probably going to hang around as Dallas Cowboys head football coach. I know that. You know, I'm sure there's some Dallas Cowboys fans who are probably shaking their heads that maybe Mike needs to go. And you know, Mike has had questionable, questionable calls. I'm sure the last play of the um, playoff against the 49ers, where I think Zeke lined up as a center and got ran over. Um, yeah, I'm sure that is not. I'm sure that's like in, in the minds of. I'm sure it's certainly, certainly the minds of Zeke and certainly the minds of Dallas Cowboys fans. And sure, Mike McCartney had to. I mean, I had a big say so in that, and, you know, I'm sure Kellen Moore had his two cents put in as well, but, but again, for right now, Mike hangs around as the, as the old head football coach, and Mike, um, you know, Kellen Moore, um, we're, I would assume Kellen would be back, I mean, Dak is comfortable, is comfortable within the offense, hasn't been that bad under Kellen Moore's, you know, tutelage, um, I mean, made my take a look at down, a little, a downswing, but again, you know, Kellen did a pretty good job when um, Dak was hurt. Cooper Rush stepped in, and Kellen did a pretty good job working with, um, you know, working with uh, Cooper in the time that Dak was gone. He's done, he's done very well that last couple of seasons. Now again, a lot of you have to agree on. First of all, it's not Kellen Moore's fault that uh, the offensive line has played, hasn't played up to standards. They've made some draft picks the last couple of years. You've got some guys who are getting old, getting old in the snap. I mean, Zach Martin, he's a Pro Bowl player, maybe a future Hall of Famer, but Zach is getting along in age, so to speak. You have to wonder how much longer do you want to keep him around. Tyrone Smith, left tackle, been there for, what, eight, nine years. He's been injured in the last few years. His best days may very be behind him, and that's something else you have to get. That's something you have to look forward to as, you know, you've got, what is it, Steely's right tackle. He's a free agent. Um, the offensive line has kind of taken a beating the last couple of years. You have to wonder, moving forward, can that offensive line, how much more tricky will we be doing on that offensive line? Uh, the running game is Zeke. The rumors are swirling. Could, maybe Zeke could be cut, traded, or whatever the case might be. Zeke, could find, could, his last days could be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Tony Pollard, we told, Tony Pollard's injury. Of course, I think he will be a free agent, but he may very well come back. Two downs because of the injury. A lot of people might not want to take a chance because he just got hurt. And sometimes that could play, that might play to Dallas's advantage. But Tony, certainly Tony, the last couple of years has seen more explosiveness and seems to be a better fit for Dallas's system than Zeke right now. I hate to say it. Um, I can see Tony returning if he's if he can rehab, rehab extensively, be back. Let's say by week one, hopefully. Zeke could really be gone now. I'm not saying that Zeke could have marked it. I don't know if Zeke would be the I don't know if Zeke would be a number one running back for somebody's organization, but he could be a number two for somebody somewhere. You know. But again, that's speculation. Of course, you get to the point where we start talking money for other players, you know. Um, there's always rumors that maybe Dallas should trade Dak. Now, whether that I don't think Dak is going anywhere. Um, Dak has made some poor decisions. He was among the what Thompson Thompson unfortunate in throwing uh, throwing picks this past year. I think he's what either first or second in the league in throwing picks. Um, and to me, Dak is a way better quarterback than what he is than certainly what he has shown. Again, the injuries the last couple of years have hurt Dak's effort Dak and, and I'm sure in the organization's eyes and certainly in Jerry Jones's eyes and uh, you know, Mike McCarthy. As far as I know, Mike and Dak have a pretty decent rapport, but you have to wonder. 
What do you do? Yeah, I mean, my guess is that Dak will hang around. Um, whether would Dak have a trade market? I would say probably would a little bit. I don't have big. I don't know if it'd be a big one, but somebody would take a chance on Dak. I mean, I'm sure some team like the Colts would take a chance on him, or maybe the Carolina Panthers, something along those lines. But um, I don't see Dak going anywhere. And of course, you look. You got to look at the receivers. You got to look at the wide receivers, and certainly, Ceedee Lamb. At one point in time, he's he wants he's going to have to get paid. He's had a career year this year, proved to everybody he can be a number one receiver. Now, of course, they probably lose Dalton Schultz to free agency, who is a safety blanket for um, Dak. They'll lose him again. You got some offensive line. There's some defensive linemen. I mean, some defensive players that are going to be free agency. You probably could very well lose them. So. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of discussion not only as far as the head football coach Mike McCarthy if he should stay or should he go, but you're also looking at a situation in particular where, um, yeah, it's just where uh, it's frustration settled in. Is you've won double digit the last two years, and Mike is in some people's eyes Mike should have gone further with with the talent that Dallas has. And Dallas is the last few years has a very has a very talented team. In this league, there's no, there's no denying that. And actually, Dallas hadn't done that bad drafting. I mean, you know, Jerry at one point in time, Jerry Jones had some questionable drafts, but again, the last couple of years he's done a pretty decent job, decent job of drafting. I mean, he got C.D. Lamb. I mean, at one point in time, it was Jerry that wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, but his son and the rest of the, and the um, rest of them in the draft room boards said, "No, you got, you got to draft Zach Martin." And of course, that looks like the that looks like a, a great decision because Zach's like I said, the future Hall of Famer, Johnny. What is Johnny Manziel doing? Is he playing like minor league football or something like that? Last I've heard, or something along those lines. So, but again, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. But right now, and Mike is going to stay around. And I'm sure Mike. I mean, Mike can. Mike has come out in interviews to Andy Jerry for pretty much in lockstep. They. They are pretty much an understanding. But I have to wonder if the thing is with Mike, Mike is not Sean Payton. He's not a Bill Parcells or he's not a Jimmy Johnson. Because to believe it to me, Jerry wants a guy that's, that he can he can kind of like push around a little bit. And with Mike, that seems to be the case. Uh, with Jimmy Johnson, he couldn't do that. Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones, you could make the argument for many, many years. Who was the one that built those Dallas Cowboys? Teams was it Jerry or was it Jimmy? Some people feel that Jimmy was more responsible than Jerry. And to me, in my opinion, yes, I think Jimmy was more responsible than Jerry. I think Jerry ride rode Jimmy's hotels for years. Parcells, Parcells has been a very successful head football coach, pretty decent evaluator of talent. And to me, Parcells and Jerry Jones butted head because Parcells had 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 one ideal. Jimmy, Jerry had another. I mean, it was Jerry. It was Jerry that got what Ter- Terrell Owens into Dallas and built it one of the parts of him. Now, granted, Terrell didn't have a bad time with Dallas Cowboys because Terrell is a talented receiver. But again, you know, Bill didn't want it. And to be honest with you, since then, you really everybody else is pretty much, you know, that's that's kind of a, that's kind of Jason Jason Garrett. Nobody understood why Jason Garrett as long as he did because people thought Jason Gary failed you know 
a lot of times to get you know, get the Cowboys for the talent he had, get them over the top, and he couldn't do it. But Jerry, you know, Jerry liked Jason. He was almost like a like a son to him, basically, and uh, he just could not find it in his heart to get rid of him. And eventually, it happened. So now Mike McCartney, now Mike, Mike has had success when he put the Green Bay Packers. Of course, he had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. And again, Aaron Rodgers is a way better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I know that Cowboy fans might not want to hear it, but Aaron is a way, with a way better quarterback. You know, there could you could make an argument that maybe Green Bay might have more, might have been a better football team than Dallas for all the years he had him. He had talent on that team. You know. Um, Again, that's a situation where I think Mike, you don't, you have to wonder if Mike, there's always been speculation, is Mike have a locker room? Now, granted, Mike might have a locker room in Green Bay, but I don't know if he has the talent, if he had the talent. Now, maybe I shouldn't say he had the talent, but to me, you have to wonder if, if the Cowboy locker room trusts Mike McCartney. I think that's a situation that has that. And nobody can answer. I mean, Danny Quinn. I mean, with Danny Quinn coming back, there's been speculation that Danny could wind up being the Dallas Cowboys next football coach if Jerry decides to get rid of Mike. But that does not appear to be the case here. But it gets interesting, though. I mean, like I said, as we stated in the early part of in the early part of this uh, conversation, you got you got to wonder deep down inside, was Jerry, you know. Did Jerry Mike, I'm sure they sat down and had a powwow at the end of the year to the point where he said, hey, Jerry, you know, Jerry might have gone to Mike and said, you know what, changes have got to be made. Uh, we've won double digit the last two years, but we can't get ourselves. you got to fire the, I don't know what he says, you got to do something. you got to fire you know, the running backs coach, defensive line coach, something. you got to start firing guys. And now it appears that Kellen Moore's job could be in jeopardy. Kellen Moore, he's had some uh, Head coaching, he's had some head coaching um, interviews here. Uh, he had one to Carolina Panthers before. Frank Reich got that job, I believe. Uh, I, I want to say he might have been the Colts when I reached out to him, I want to say. But um, again, he's had, yeah, but Morris had, I think at one point in time, that I think he could have gone back to his uh, old, you know, old college. I think Kelly Moore went to work for Boise State, I believe. Um, I might be wrong on that to the point where he could have been the um, head football coach for there. But again, I believe he turned it down or he decided to go back, go back to Dallas. But it's interesting to see moving forward how much, you know, I got to wonder last year, I've been wondering how much Mike McCartney had, had his foot put on the offense or not. I think most, I would guess, Kellen Moore had control of the offense and control of the defense. Um, Mike is a more offensive-minded coach, and you have to wonder if maybe him and Kellen Moore butted heads at some point. Again, with with Dallas, you have to look at you got to look at the offensive center of the ball. I mean, like I said, Dak has kind of had his moments. He struggled the last couple of years. Injuries have gotten Dak. A lot of people figure that that forty million plus that he's getting from Jerry Jones, maybe Dak wasn't worth it. But at the time, you didn't have much of a choice. Uh, Dak was. Certainly, the best option for Dallas at the time, and to me, probably still is the best, is still the best option, you know, for him right now. Um, again, the running game, 
Tony Pollard has played well, but again, Zeke is not Zeke anymore. And it is probably time, it's probably, I hate to say it, but maybe time to cut ties with Zeke. I'm sure Zeke could go somewhere else and, like I said, be a number two running back for somebody, a change of pace. Uh, I think Zeke did have like 12 rushing touchdowns, so Zeke can still pound it in when he's down by the goal line. So Zeke has that, still that capability, but I don't know if Zeke's the type of guy that can carry the ball 25, 25, 30 times a game anymore. There was a point in time when the Cowboys that the offense ran through Zeke and Dak was like the was like the second was like the second best option. But now for the last few years, the offense runs through Dak. Zeke is like an afterthought, or sometimes I even thought of. I hate to say it like that, but sometimes not thought of. Um, I'm a big, uh, you know, CD Lamb. People did wonder when Amari Cooper got traded, could CD step up to be the number one receiver? And yes. He has done so. Now, Cooper, you know, Cooper, the only reason Cooper, I think, left Dallas was because money, simply put. And to me, Jerry got pretty much next to nothing in a trade to get Omar, to ship Amari Cooper off. And I'm sure Cleveland's kind of laughing. It's laughing all the way to the bank because of that deal. And Cooper did do, didn't have that bad of a year, certainly with the Cleveland Browns. I believe he was a thousand-yard receiver, either Jacoby Brissett or Deshaun Watson throwing the football. So again, Cooper, you know, proved to be still a top-notch receiver in this league. Again, you know, again, you know, Michael Gallup. I mean, Michael Gallup started to play better football. Of course, he had an ACL injury last year. I think as the year went on, Michael got healthier. But again, Michael, I've always had that. Mike, to me, I think Michael Cooper's always been a pretty solid, could be a very solid number three receiver. To me, I think that they need a good number two. And the receiving, I mean, James Washington, he was a bust. Tolbert didn't play hardly at all this past season. So again, they had Noah Brown, who had his moments. But to me, they need another receiver. And that's something they're going to have to either, I don't know if they'll do it in the draft or they'll just bring a free agent in. Dalton Schultz, Schultz more life would be gone, would be somewhere else. They did draft, I think it was Jason Ferguson from Wisconsin. He did show some signs in preseason and a little bit in the regular season. To me, I think Ferguson may well be the next, be a tight end for the Cowboys for next season. Dalton Schultz would be gone, my guess. Like I said, the offensive line, it's going gonna, it's gonna to need a little bit of work. I mean, you have to wonder how much, you have to wonder how Smith be gone. Zach, I'm afraid Zach will probably hang around, I'm guessing. You got one, can you re-sign and steal? Your right tackle. Now, again, the offensive line, it's, it's going to need a little bit of work. I mean, then again, Dallas' offensive line is better than some offensive lines in this league. But defensively, it's been, the, it's been their bread and butter. I mean, they can certainly rush a passer. Um, again, I think they can use another cornerback to go along with, with Diggs. I think that's something that has to be worked on. I can see another cornerback, maybe another safety. I can see maybe another linebacker. I think Vandalash, I think Vandalash, excuse me, I believe he is, um, I believe he's a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if he is moved out of town and another guy comes in, another linebacker, you know, they draft another linebacker or sign a free agent linebacker. Um, but, you know, we'll see. But for Dallas fans, I hate to say it this way, but. I don't think McCartney's going anywhere. He's going to stay now. He'll be around for the 2023 season. It gets to be interesting, though. If you're looking inside their own division, to me, the Philadelphia Eagles, they could probably be contenders once again next next year. Depends on where the situation happens 
in the NFC Championship game. Uh, Philadelphia still be probably the team to beat in the East next year. Now, the Commanders, Commanders, I still got some things to work at, especially at quarterback. They can use an all-offensive lineman. Um, the secondary needs to be worked on for the Commanders. But to me, I think the Commanders still a little, you know, a little ways off. The Giants again. Are you going to resign Daniel Jones? Can Barkley come back? Can you find a number one receiver? Um, can your defense continue some improvement? You know, again, the Giants to me are not as talented as the Cowboys. To me, the Cowboys right now may still be the number two team in their own division behind behind the Eagles. And now you have to wonder what's it going to take to catch the Eagles. Now the Eagles, of course, the Eagles have got some decisions. I mean, of course, Jalen will be back. I know Miles Sanders is a free agent. I think their running game, I think most of their running game, maybe two-thirds of running game, running back core, are going to be free agent, and that's something they'll have to address. I'm sure they'll probably sit down, talk to Miles Sanders, try to bring him back. You got AJ, you got Devontae Smith. Yeah, I mean, you still got Dallas Goddard. So you've got something to work with there in the offensive line. We'll say most of the offensive linemen will return. Uh, Kelsey could be an interesting Kelsey could very well retire after this season, but they do they have drafted somebody a couple of years ago to take his place, to step in and take his place. Uh, Lane Johnson, one of the better right tackles in this league. But again, he's had injuries injured from the last couple of years. You have to wonder in the back of his mind, how much longer does he want to hang around, you know, hang around the league. Now the defense, the defense has been kind of an unsung defense. You hear about Buffalo's defense or that defense or that defense. A lot of people don't talk about the Philadelphia defense much. They had seven sacks, which I think was ranked tops in the NFL this year. And again, that says a lot. And what was the Achilles heel for the Eagles for so many years was a secondary. Well, now the secondary is not an Achilles heel anymore for the Eagles. Um, I mean, the only thing I might question about their defense is maybe the linebacking core a little bit, but they're solid. So again, I mean, for you know, for Dallas, what do you do to get better? I mean, Nick Serrani has come in two years in his first year. He took the team to the playoffs. Second year, got him to the NFC Championship game, maybe to a Super Bowl, depends on how Sunday game Sunday's game go. But we'll see, you know, but we'll see in due time how all this how all this pans how all this pans out. But for Dallas. I mean, Nick's done, I had to say, Nick Serrani's done a better job than Mike McCartan has. And Mike's been a head football coach his leg a lot longer. Certainly, certainly not Nick. But we'll find, you know, again, for Dallas fans, Mike McCartan is going to stay around. There's not, there's no way around that. Um, I don't see Jerry firing him. Um, I think Jerry gives him another season now. If Mike pulls another double-digit wins next season, if Dallas gets back to the playoffs and get bounced again, does does Jerry? Yeah, then again, you have to wonder: Will Jerry? Will Jerry let let him go? And to me, and here's where the speculation and here's where the thought process comes in. Well, you kept you kept Jason Jerry around all that long time, but yet Mike McCartney's come in. He's got he's got double digit wins, but you kept you, know, you kept um, Jerry around for several years. So I don't know. So you have to wonder. That's probably what Dallas Cowboys are saying. If you do this, then you might as well keep Mike Mike around. And if you and if you get rid of Mike, then what's you know what's next? 
I mean, again, like I said, Sean Payton's not coming to town. You do have Dan Gordon on your staff. Is Dan Gordon become your next head football coach? You know, and Dan, like I said, he didn't take didn't take no job. Didn't take the uh, Denver job, the Cardinals job, the Colts job. You know, those he didn't take any job. You have to wonder if he got a stop if Dan Quinn knows something that we don't know. And to me, yeah, I can see maybe want to take over the Dallas Cowboys over you know, over all the other jobs because just a talent, sheer talent alone. But for Mike, I wouldn't read too much into letting Mike, I guess, you know, Mike get rid of all these assistant coaches. I'm sure Mike didn't want to do it, but I got a feeling Mike's hands was probably by Jerry Jones. He, Jerry probably said, you need to do something. We're not getting to the next level. You're winning double-digit wins, but you're not, getting, you're not pushing us to the next level. You got to do something. And Mike started firing, I guess Mike started firing Mike. Some guys aside and fire. Now, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore could be on his way out. I'm interested to see if that will happen, but I got a feeling Kellen will be back with the Cowboys again. Could be wrong. Now, let us see if he becomes a head football coach. And, you know, like I said, we all, we all knew that uh, Panthers' job has been filled. The Broncos' job is still out there. The Houston Texans' job is out there. Cardinals' job is out there. And the Colts. There's still there's still openings out there. Now where does where could Kellen Moore fit in? It's a good it's a good question. And my guess is Kellen Moore will probably return to the to the Cowboys and it'll be Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn calling 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 plays once again. But for Mike McCartney. We'll see if Mike can finally get him over hump next year. And for a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans, if he hasn't done it now, he probably won't do it. And again, with Mike, Mike's not the Mike is out on the field throwing, throwing all the picks. That's that's that Prescott. You have to wonder. You have to wonder would the Cowboys consider drafting a young quarterback to eventually take Dak's spot. There's probably not going to be a quarterback, not one of the top tier quarterbacks. I don't know. There's like a second tier of quarterbacks in this year's draft. The Cowboys saying, "Okay, we gotta have him. That's the guy we need to have on our football team." But I don't know. We'll see what happens. And moving forward, Mike is still the head football coach of Dallas Cowboys. Unless, unless by the time I finish this podcast, or the next couple of days or so, Jerry has to change heart. But I don't think he's gonna have a change heart. I'm sure Jerry and the Cowboys. Scouting department are looking looking hard at the um, you know senior bowls coming up. There's all kinds of bowls coming up where you get looking look at the young talent. I'm sure they're going to be sitting down with files in front of them, film looking at you know looking at the next group of players that Dallas Cowboys could possibly draft. But we'll see. But for right now, Mike is still the head football coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Now talk about we talked about the hiring for coming in. I guess we all throw down the New York Jets. I hired myself an offensive coordinator, and that is one Nathaniel Hackett, former former Denver Broncos head football coach, and now got himself a new job. Now the uh, fee has been buzzing. I know Steve Smith and ESPN has been all over this. Is it's a horrible, horrible hiring by the Jets. And of course, people say, "Well, Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, he had a chance to um, help Russell Wilson. You know, try to help Russell Wilson out, but the offense was horrible under under his tutelage. 
what makes you think he can go to the Jets and make them any, any better? Again, I have to agree because to me, if he couldn't help Russell Wilson out, how can he help Zach Wilson out? Uh, we're assuming Flacco's going to be gone. Mike White may very well be gone. I don't see Chris Trier returning. So right now, Zach Wilson might be the only guy you know, under contract. And then, of course, here we go with these speculations again. Well, guess what? Nathaniel Hackle is an offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. And guess who could be traded by the Green Bay Packers? Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, those rumors are going around again. We heard those rumors last season where we thought Aaron Rodgers, when Nathaniel Hackle got hired by the Denver Broncos, we thought Aaron Rodgers was going to bolt, was going to be traded, or he was going to go somewhere. He was going to go to Denver. But, of course, that did not happen. So... To me, I'm a whole off on speculation. This is all speculated last year. Now, I get the rumors that Aaron could be traded. A lot of people feel that Aaron Rodgers would not be a bad fit for Green Bay. We talked about this, I think, last episode. I know that um, you have a, a decent offensive line. If it's healthy, they might add an old offensive lineman. Um, you've got a Aaron Jones-like running back in Brees Hall if he's healthy. Garrett Wilson, you said Garrett Wilson could be his new Devontae Adams, maybe. But again, that's all. Again, that's all. That's all spec. That's all speculation. But for man, for Anthony Hackett being hired by the Jets, it is a it is a head scratcher because I can't see what Tank is going to do to make make the uh, Jets that much better. What can he do that Michael Thor can do? And we'll talk about Michael Ford at. At some other point, it seems like Mike has himself a new job. He goes from the he goes from the Jets to the Rams, but we'll talk about that hopefully maybe next episode, or we'll talk about that down the road. Yeah, but I have to agree. I mean, to me, it's like Nathaniel. I mean, I get it. Nathaniel was Nathaniel had Aaron Rodgers, and to me, Aaron Rodgers had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had talent, and to me, Aaron probably, Aaron probably made things happen. But then again, you have to wonder because you have to wonder because you know, Aaron Rodgers probably made a lot of people look good. A lot of people speculated that it was Aaron Rodgers that made Mike McCartney look good, and again, Aaron Rodgers probably made Mike probably made Nathaniel Hackett look good as an offensive coordinator. So to me. That could really be the truth to the point where maybe the fact you know, where Aaron Rodgers made a couple people look good, but Aaron Rodgers is that talented. Now, Grant, Aaron might be some has said some head scratching things the last couple of years and said some weird stuff. I get it and understand it, but but with uh, Hackett, he had Aaron Rodgers. You know, how much coaching up do you think Aaron Rodgers needed from Nathaniel Hackett? Probably not that much, and you're going from. Aaron Rodgers to Russell Wilson. Now you figure if he coached Aaron, supposedly he coached Aaron Rodgers up, maybe he could do something for Russell Wilson, and he could not do, and he could not do so. Russell probably had the worst year of his career. Now, Aaron, now again, excuse me again, Russell did have some injuries this past year. I get it, understand it, but again, it's just the offense should have been way, way better than what it was. When you had Russell, you had Javante Williams, a solid running back, but of course he got hurt. Um, you had you had Sutton, you had Judy. Now Patrick got hurt, but again you still had 
talent. He still had talent, and for whatever reason, Hackett and Wilson couldn't get the job done or couldn't put points on the board. And to be the defense, which played fairly well for the Broncos, had to carry them. Now, again, this is yeah, funny about it. This, this is kind of the same situation. The Jets have, have made tremendous strides in their defense, but now it's the defense that's got to carry the offense last year. And, of course, we all know about the Zach, the Zach Wilson thing where Zach um, – I believe Zach, yeah, was catching flack from, um, you know, from from Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. He might have caught he might have caught flack from other from other players in the locker room. For all I know, and I'm sure he did. So to me, you have to wonder if there's a master plan for a good quarterback, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, or maybe Derek Carr comes in. But it'll be interesting to see what Nathaniel Hack can do with the Jets. They can't make him that much better. If he couldn't make, uh, to be honest with you, if he could not make the Denver Broncos any better, I don't see, and I don't really see him making the the Jets any better. And really think about it overall, the Jet, the Broncos might have had a little more talent on offense than the Jets did. But again, again, like we just stated, I think the bottom line is what that is. Simply as this is Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people thought he made Mike McCartney look pretty good. Again with Nathaniel Hackett, he probably made Nathaniel Hackett look pretty good too. But moving, moving forward, we'll we'll see, we'll see where this where this goes. If 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 Nathaniel Hackett can be a decent offensive coordinator for the, you know, for the Jets. Now, granted, he doesn't have the pressure as the head football coach does, but he'll, but he'll have the pressure on him to get the offense to get the offense back on track. And to be honest with you. Zach Wilson still got the answer quarterback, and it's, there's going to be a new quarterback. Who that is, again, you hear the speculations. Um, can Hall come back from his injury? Can you find another receiver? Now, a lot of people like Corey Davis. I'm not the biggest Corey Davis fan, but I like to see him have another receiver. You know, at a, um, you know, at another receiver, maybe another offensive lineman. And we'll see. We'll see. You got to get a quarterback. If you can do one, if you can do those three things, you know, just often may, may, may be improved. May be improved big time. But again, this is kind of one of those heads, one of those head scratching moves that makes you wonder, set up and take notice as to what the Jets are think what the Jets are thinking. Um, again, Nathaniel's not gonna have much really to he's not gonna have that much to work with. He's, he's not gonna have a quarterback to work with. And to me, if again he did do he did do favors for Russell. I think Aaron Rodgers probably made a thing like it look good. And to be honest with you, there are times when a player or system can make a coach look good. And once you get you put him on another team, he doesn't you know, he doesn't fit the system, he doesn't fit the mold. And for Nathaniel Hackett, I think that was the problem. I think he had a solid offense around in Green Bay. Because if you think about it, you take a look at the edge, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillard, yeah. So he had some soft hands. He had some players around him. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I think Aaron still does better than Russell Wilson. He's got 40 VPs. Russell's got zero. Now, granted, Russell's been two Super Bowls. Aaron's won one. So they both have won, they both have won a championship. I like Javante Adams, but Aaron Jones has shown more than Javante Adams. Javante Williams is a little, excuse me. 
Like Devontae Adams, he's better than Sutton, he's better than Judy, he's better than Nick. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. So you can make an argument to the point that maybe the Packers had certainly more talent on that side of the ball than the Broncos. And it was, it was, and it certainly was Aaron Rodgers that made Nathaniel Hackett look good, which probably led to Nathaniel Hackett to get the job with the Broncos. And to me, if they had traded for Russell Wilson, people speculated Aaron Rodgers would go join Nathaniel Hackett, but didn't. That did not happen. I want to trust and see what Nathaniel Hackett can do with the New York Jets. I don't really, I don't, be honest with you, I don't expect, I don't really expect him to do that much. But again, you never know. But again, I, I really don't see him giving too much. The talent, the talent pool is not quite there, so I think he's going to have a hard time. You know, he's really going to have a hard time. But we'll see moving forward. But again, like people say, it's not the, the hiring the head scratcher. And I hate to say it, but maybe a guy like Aaron Rodgers did make the thing like it look good after all. Now, yeah, the conference game is coming up on, on Sunday. And the one conference game I want to talk about is talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. And I guess you've heard, you've heard all the jabs going back and forth between Cincinnati and Kansas City. Um, what is it, Mike Hilton? Mike Hilton, the uh, cornerback from the Cincinnati Bengals, has come out and said that it's not Arrowhead, it's called Burrowhead because Joe Burrow's had success against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been last three meetings, and he says they're not worried about going to Kansas City because, you know, because of their track record, at least in the last three games. Now, and again, I think, what is it, uh, a linebacker with, uh, I think William Gay, a linebacker off of the Kansas City Chiefs, had asked, uh, a reporter asked him, uh, what do you think about the the task of trying to stop the Cincinnati Bengals offense? He goes, I guess his word was, he wasn't worried about the Cincinnati's offense. He thinks, he's I'm not worried about it at all. And then again, I think, uh, what was it, just read something about Chris Jones, I then kind of laughed it off. He said, yeah, we'll see y'all at Burrowhead. So the Jabs keep going back and forth between Kansas City and Cincinnati, back and forth, back and forth. Now, in this game, of course, the speculation was about Patrick Mahomes and his ankle. Now, I have a guy that I have a guy that works closely with the um, Kansas City Chiefs on, you know, on my Facebook page. Uh, he's pretty much said, and he said that Patrick Mahomes has looked fairly well in, in um, in practice, so, and again, reports are coming out that Patrick should be fine. He might not be 100%, close to 100%, but he should be, his ankle should not be a huge factor in this in this game that he should be ready to roll. So, for Kansas City fans, that's probably, that's, that's certainly good news. Um, it, but the thing is, you know, Mike Hilton, I'll give Mike Hilton, not Mike Hilton this, this much, um, it's kind of a nice little play on words, arrowhead, arrowhead. I'll give you that. It's kind of a nice play on words. Um, and again, the thing is, we can't, again, it keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, Kansas City has been the top team in the AFC for the last five years. They've been to five AFC championship games. They've been to a couple of Super Bowls. Um, Mahomes has been an MVP. There's a chance he could win second MVP this year. And Mahomes is only, what, 27 years old, which is kind of a scary, a scary thought. Just that alone. 
We got a lot of young quarterbacks left over Burrow is 26. Um, I think Hurts is 24. Purdy might be 22, 23. So there's a lot of young quarterbacks, certainly in the four, in the four, in, in the conference, in the, the uh, conference games. Um, but again, the Giants going back and forth. You know, the funny thing about it is you don't hear much about the 49ers or the, or the Eagles jabbing each other, going back and forth, back and forth. To me, this is all about whether it's a pride factor for the Bengals, a pride factor for the Chiefs. For the Bengals, we discussed the Bengals feel they had been disrespected because everybody figured it was going to be the Bills and Chiefs and the AFC Championship game anyway. The Bengals kind of threw the little monkey wrench into that. At least that's what the Bengals players are saying, the monkey wrench. Um, but the Bengals, you know, both sides have done a lot of talking. Maybe the Bengals, maybe more so than the Bengals, to be, to be bluntly honest. And... And I think I've said in a few, like maybe a couple episodes ago, ago that I think as far as the Bengals are concerned, I kind of wish they would just keep their mouth shut, go to Kansas City, go beat them. I get it. You beat them three. You, you know, you beat them. You beat them three previous meetings. But it, you know, but when I asked Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow came out and said Kansas City is still the team to beat. Is still a team to beat. You know, on that. You know, still a team to beat. And for Joe. I would agree with Joe Burrow. He's still a bite. I mean, Kansas City's had a great year this year. Heck, they played they played pretty good without Tyreek Hill, who's now in Miami. Now, again, according to experts, I think a lot of people, Vegas, Kansas City is the favorite to win the game. Nobody's really given Cincinnati a, I guess they can call that snowball's chance in hell to beat, to beat, you know, to beat Kansas City, basically. Even though Cincinnati's beaten three straight times, people figure that it's not the case. Now, I, for the Chiefs, the biggest thing is, is Mahomes' ankle. Reports are that his ankle is not that bad off, that he should be ready to go, should be should have a full playbook at his disposal. Um, granted, there's no Tyreek Hill to worry with, but you still got Travis Kelsey to worry with. The running game has actually gotten a little bit better lately. Pachanko, I think Pachanko is the is a man that certainly need to keep an eye on. McKenna has come up big for Kansas City, so those two you have to keep an eye out on. Maybe in the past, I don't think the Bengals were so much worried about the running game. This time around, they might have to be a little bit worried about the running game. Um, you know, and for Kansas City, let's, you know, for Kansas City, yes, I mean, the biggest thing with that would be the offense, Cincinnati, the offensive line. That is the biggest concern. Now, it, it got past Buffalo, which I'm kind of surprised it got past Buffalo. So I figured Buffalo would, would probably get to be double digit sacks on Joe Burrow. And I figured Buffalo would, would probably pound them just, uh, just off of that alone. Now, Kansas City does have, you know, Frank Clark or Chris Jones, you know, they have some. They have a couple, They have some pass rushers. The gentleman they drafted from the University of Purdue, they've got some pass rushers. And again, the offensive line is not up at 100. They may they may very well miss a couple of their, you know they may the, they may miss a couple of guys uh, this week as well. Uh, Williams might very well be out. So again, this becomes a concern to me as the offensive line is going to be a huge concern and. And I think the Chiefs, if you give the Chiefs um, a little bit too much, you give the Chiefs too much ammunition, uh, my biggest fear, my biggest fear with the Bengals, if they get the ball first, they might drive down the field and get you three points. Then again, I figured the um, Chiefs will put up the next 70 points. It'll be 70-3. to three, And, and Kansas will walk away 70-3. to three, And then Kansas will say, well, see, we told you that the Bengals were, were a bunch of blowhards. They were, they, they were on our level. Now, 
deep down inside, I'm sure the Bengals are probably looking at all the Vegas odds and the experts, and probably it's probably ticking them off that much more. And said, "Okay, you think Kansas is going to win this game? Watch, watch what we do." And again, I have a problem with the chip on the shoulder mentality. There's nothing wrong with that. But my thing is, don't come out and say well, we're going to Burrowhead, not Arrowhead, um, because Patrick Holmes can throw, can lay five or six touchdown passes on you. Just like that, and no question. Yeah, no questions asked. So again, yeah, Grant, there is no Tyreek Hill, but Juju, Juju can still hurt you. Uh, he can still hurt you. Um, Scanlon is quick, and I get it. Tyreek is not there, so you don't feel you don't fear Juju, and you dealt with Juju when he was in Pittsburgh, so you do know Juju well enough. And Scanlon, Scanlon's got speed, but Tyreek Hill has got way more speed than Scanlon. So maybe they get to the point that they don't fear the receivers as much. They will fear they will, they will fear Travis Kelsey, absolutely, and they should. But again, the running game is a little bit better. Now, you can kind of flip the script. The offensive line is the thing that is my biggest concern. Now, Joe Mixon had a good game last week, over 100 yards. But my thing with Joe has always been is this, he didn't have a game like that, and then he won't, then he won't, show, then he won't show up the following week. And that's my concern with Joe. My biggest thing is I don't think he's going to show up for this game. I would be surprised if he gets about maybe 50 yards rushing if, if he's lucky. I think this game goes all on. Guess who? Joe Burrow's hands. Yeah, now can, can the Chiefs stop? Can the Chiefs stop, you know, uh, Jamar Chase? If you stop Jamar Chase, you still got to deal with Higgins. You got to deal with Tyler Boyd. Hayden Hurst, who was popped on injury report, and Hayden has been a pleasant surprise for the yeah, then you have to try to go stop him. And to me, can yeah, can yeah, can the uh, Chiefs stop that? I think it all depends on the offensive line for Cincinnati. Basically, if Cincinnati's offensive line can hold up in some way, shape, or form, then it might be a tough day for the Chiefs. But again, we'll see. You know, again, you've had a couple a couple of young kickers, Buckler and McPherson. Buckler, he's Kind of struggled a little bit this year. He dealt with injuries. McPherson's kind of struggled this year. So if you go that way, it's evil. It's equal, in my opinion, as far as, you know, if it gets down to that. Now, McPherson last year, he was kind of an ice cold, kind of had like an ice cold kicker. He was ice cold, I think, um, in his rookie season. But for the jobs going back and forth, back and forth, to me, I think both teams – and I'm going to be biased. The Bengals, I think, to be honest, I'm not going to sound biased. Let me rephrase that. I'm a Bengal fan. To me, I just wish the Bengals would shut up. Go play. Yeah, go to Arrowhead and go and just and just go get the job done and go to the Super Bowl. Because in the words of Bill Bean, we talked about last episode, in the words of Bill Bean, the, the thought process, you better do it, and you better do it sooner the better because the way it's going to happen is eventually Burroughs going to want more money, Chase is going to want more money, and you're not going to be able to keep this team around for long. So if you're going to do something now, you better do it. You better go to Arrowhead. No, I'm not going to call it Burrowhead like Mike Hilton says. You got to go to Arrowhead, you know, beat them. You know, go beat Kansas City. And then if it's the Eagles or the 49ers, whichever team wins, you better go do it. You better go do that. You better go beat them too and have a Super Bowl, you know. And then win a, win a Super Bowl. Because I've always said, I've told people at work, I'd like to see Bengals to win one in my lifetime. Whether, whether they ever do or not, I don't know. But to me, this is the best opportunity to do so. So, guys, bottom line, I've said before and I've said it again in an episode, shut up 
go play football, go beat Kansas City, and then go to Super Bowl and actually win. And actually win. Don't don't fail again. You've been three times. You lost all three times. So if you, if if you can get past Kansas City, yeah, yeah, then go to Super Bowl and actually win one. That's all I'm asking. Beat Kansas City. Go win a Super Bowl. Go do it. Because this this act is kind of getting old. You going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's old. Kansas City's been to five AFC Championship games. Kansas City has has won some Super Bowls. Cincinnati has not won the Super Bowl. At least Kansas City can say that, and I can respect that. But I can't respect Cincinnati until you win a Super Bowl. Go win a Super Bowl. Then you can do all the talking in the world you want. But until you get them, until you have the Lombardi Trophy sitting in your front office or Mike Brown's office or whatever the case might be, whatever it is, yeah. I don't have any respect for you. Shut up. If, if, you, if you hoist that Lombardi trophy at the end of the day, then I've got it. You got it. Yeah, you got my respect. You got my respect, all my respect for it. You can talk. You can talk until the cows come home in the whole in the entire offseason. But, guys, shut up. Go to Arrowhead. Beat Kansas City. Go to the Super Bowl. Actually, win one. Now, I've told my viewers I love, I love reading different articles from different from different sources. Now here's here, here's an article that I read that kinda of maybe kinda of maybe a stroke by chin made me think a little bit more. The rumor now the rumor going around is that the Cleveland Browns could be interested in the services of one DeAndre Hopkins. Now it wouldn't be so much of a stretch. You put Deshaun Watson back with DeAndre Hopkins and you, you imagine the success they had when they were with the Texans. So I don't, yeah. It sounds it sounds great on paper. I get it. Now the problem is for Cleveland Browns fans, it's not going to happen. And, and the simple fact is this: you got a lot of money tied up in one Deshaun Watson. You bring down your Hopkins board, that's going to be more money that you're going to have to put out. Now it's nice. I can see Watson, Hopkins. Amari Cooper drops back to number two receiver. Can you imagine if you had that to go along with Nick Chubb? Now, if we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're talking about that, decent offensive line, David Ojuk as your tight end, then we might, we might have something to work with. And Cleveland, Cleveland would have something to work with. Offensively, they, they really would have something to work with. If Jim Schultz, Jim Schultz can look his magic on the defense side of the ball, Cleveland may be the team to beat AFC year. Not no Ravens, not no Bengals. Yeah, maybe Cleveland could be the team to be. But again, you've got two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed money tied up in Sean Watson. And it's gonna be kinda of hard to go out and make a blockbuster deal, whether it's DeAndre Hopkins, whether it's uh, this person or that person. It's gonna be hard. And to be honest with you, if I'm Armory Cooper, I gotta be banging my head against the locker against the locker against the locker room wall or Banking my head on the line. Amari Cooper is certainly the number one receiver for, you know, for Cleveland, no matter how you look at it. To me, they don't need a code number one. If they can go out and find a number two to go with Cooper, they're not cool with that. But to me, it's not going to happen because, again, Hopkins has got a lot of money tied up. Somebody's got to take on this contract. Now, there's a team. Are there teams? Yes, there are teams out there that would love DeAndre Hopkins. They just take him. I mean, I had one. I had one going around that Dallas Cowboys were 
Chad Travis, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, you put Hopkins with CD Lamb, you talk about you talk about Dak Dak could have uh, could finally put up some could put up some decent numbers. But that's not gonna happen because of money. Now the Giants, you talk about the Giants, well the Giants could start with using he would start with number one, hands down. But again, you gotta configure how much how much Dan Jones is gonna cost you to bring back and can you bring Barkley back? That's the situation. Again, people thought about the Green Bay Packers, for example. They convinced Aaron Rodgers to trade for Hopkins, convince Aaron to stay around. Well, interesting thought, that'd be a great idea, but the problem is Aaron costs a lot of money in the books. Hopkins will cost a lot of money in the books. So to me, I don't see that happening. And of course you're talking about maybe trading, you know, trading Aaron Rodgers. So that's 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 kind of out of the that's out of the equation. But there's a lot, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of team gene going around. Of course, the New England Patriots, their name always pops up. Now now the Patriots would be would be an interesting fit for them. I mean, Mac Jones needs a little target, and Hawkins would be the perfect Maybe him, Jacoby Myers, maybe have to do something to work with. But I can, you know, I can see that maybe more so than I do see. But then again, does Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and take on the contract? That'd be a whole thing to think about. It's, it's interesting, but for for the uh, Cleveland Browns fans, it does seem nice that you can put Deshaun Watson back with you know DeAndre Hopkins. Look at Imagine you working in Houston, Texas, that'd be great. But again, if I'm on Mari Cooper, I gotta feel like I gotta feel like somebody just uh, stabbed me in the back or uh, slapped me in the face because I mean, Mari had a pretty decent year. And you know, this will be well, I think he had a thousand yard year. If you think about it, he's had a thousand yard receiving with the Raiders, the Cowboys, and now the Browns. So Mari has proved he's got a thousand yards on three different teams. Now you have to wonder. Now, one possibility that sits out there is if you want to get a number two receiver, why don't you ask Texans for bringing Brand Brandon Cooks? The biggest thing Brandon Cooks is I think he had 18 million on the books. Now, can you imagine you put Hooks, Cooks with, yeah, you know, with uh, Cooper? Now, could you get, could, could that be a nice little one-two punch for you? Absolutely. That would be, that, I can, I can live with that. Again, the plus the money, I grant you'd have to work hard to you know, Maybe something like that would, would be intriguing, interesting. But for Cooks, I mean, whoever decides to go get DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, and again, Hopkins is going to cost somebody some money. It's going to cost somebody some money. That's if the Cardinals actually trade him. Again, they're in the situation where they're trying to find a head football coach, whether, whether Sean Payton or somebody else gets the job. One of the things is Kyler Murray. And to me, if you just sign Colin Murray to a nice little contract this all season, you want to keep Murray as happy as possible. And keeping Hopkins around would certainly be would fall into that category. But again, a lot of people talk about, you know, a lot of people talking about Murray and now, you know, about his attitude. And to me, you have to wonder why the Cardinals re-signed Murray for a long extension contract. Well, Murray was probably the only option that the Cardinals had is probably the best option they had. But I'm interested to see moving forward if they do trade Hopkins or they sign keep him. And like I said, there's a lot of suitors out there that want Hopkins. But for me, 
Hopkins and Deshaun Watson back together again. It's not going to happen. And you already have one of the number one in Cooper. It'd be a nice little ideal. But it's something that's not going to happen. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves. And I will see you again soon.